Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Going to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 19 only. 1 Corinthians 15 and 19. I've given you all more scriptures than that, so just let's go to 19. This is a familiar passage of scripture that if you've been in church for any length of time, you've heard it. But let me remind you again. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. If all we had, it's wonderful to live for the Lord now, but if that's all we had, Paul said, we'd be miserable. So that leads me to believe there's something beyond this life. Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Jesus said, Lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Then he says, the light of the body is the eye. He's just been talking about heaven. He's been talking about how that we should put our correct priorities in heaven. And then he says, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, the whole body shall be full of light. But if the eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If, if therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? What is he saying? He's saying it matters what you focus on. It matters where you put your attention in this present time. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for this evening, God, to study your word. I ask, Lord, that you would help us, help our minds tonight, our thoughts, Lord, to be pleasing to you, our words to be what you want it to be. God, now anoint this to our hearts, encourage our hearts today, comfort our hearts today through your word. In Jesus' name, let everybody say amen. amen. I'm talking about the hope of heaven in focus. God bless you. You can be seated. Someone said the only thing you can count on is death and taxes. I guess they got that backwards because there's no taxes after death that I'm aware of, unless it's a death tax, and I guess they'd get you then whenever they can. But they said that there's, there's only those things you can count on is death and taxes. Is that all there is that you can count on? I'm not trying to be morbid tonight. I don't want to uh, be uh, casting a shadow on your life and mine, but we're all going to die. 
or we're going to be raptured. One or the other. And the way it's looking, it may be raptured real soon. But we're all appointed. We have an appointment for death. That ought to sober our thinking just for a little bit here tonight. One minute after I'm dead, where will I be? One minute. Uh, one second would be even greater understanding, but just think of it in context of our time. One minute after we're dead, where would we be? Now, the Buddhists and the Hindus would have us to believe that, that there is some, time, some kind of continuation cycle that happens when someone dies, that you are reincarnated. When you die, you're reincarnated, maybe in a person. If you're real bad, you get reincarnated in a lower life form. So you might be a mouse, or you might be a cow, or you might be a bug. And, and, and the whole point is, is that you keep on this cycle until you get better. And once you get better, you can achieve nirvana. And nirvana is the state of perfect nothingness. So my question is, if you are a cow, how are you improving and getting better to go to the next life? It's just, 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 I'm sorry. Get more milk. Get more milk. <laughs> well, that's what the Buddhists and the Hindus believe in, in a very quick, brief overview. The atheist maintains that nothing happens. When you die, that's it. When you die, that's it. You just die. So in, in their mind, in the light of the grand scheme of the universe, we're pretty insignificant. We don't matter. The only way we live on is in people's memories. We live on, if this is what they think, we live on in people's memories. And if we're lucky, we might be recorded in history. I want to tell you, history is about man, what he did. I want to be recorded in eternity, not just history. So that's what the atheist says. Islam believes, the Islams believe in eternal life and that we spend it either in paradise or in eternal death in hell. But the way you achieve that is by how you do good works for Allah. So if you blow yourself up and kill a bunch of people, that's supposed to give you a, a, a chance to go to some kind of heaven. Hmm. Mormonism uh, uh, shares a similar view in which man, when man dies, and this is what they believe, so I just say it like this, when, when, when a man dies, he goes and lives forever with his wife or wives I'll just let that sink in just for a minute. So the possibility is that if you're good enough then in Mormonism, if you're good enough, then you can also rule and reign if you're good enough. If you're not, you just got to live with each other, I guess. I don't know. The Epicureans say there is no afterlife, no reincarnation, no heaven, no hell. Uh, uh, when an individual dies, they believe their soul dissolves. And that's the end. Your soul just dissolves, and that's the end. Death and afterlife is a view 
that, that, that carries or the thought of it carries a whole lot of views. Some don't even care. Where are you going to go? I don't care. Whatever happens, happens. And uh, others seem indifferent about the subject. My question is, what does the Bible say about what happens when a person dies? What happens when a person dies? What happens to a believer when they die? Is there any hope? Is there any peace? Amen. Paul again said, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Somebody say, this is not all there is. Amen. Hebrews 9, 29, and, it, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Man was designed by God to live forever. We were designed by God to live forever. Some say that we should only live in this present time, in this present world. Well, if you believe that your soul evaporates, that's probably all you're going to do. The question is, for the future of, 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 of folks after they die, it is eternity where? Where will you spend eternity? The Bible, the Scriptures refers to two places where the departed may go after death. Amen. There is no, let me just, let me just say this, there is no biblical concept of purgatory. There's no place... No so-called place that you go in that and be held and that you can pay a priest enough money and get yourself out of that, that because you go from purgatory to hell and instead of going to hell, they can pay enough and get them into heaven. <clears throat> mm. what, what deception. But the scripture believes and teaches us that, uh, that we, when after death, we go either to be with the Lord, or to judgment. Christianity is the only major religion that teaches that where you spend eternity is not determined by goodness, good works, but rather by willingly and obediently believing and acting on the finished work of Jesus Christ. Even those that believe in a hell and a heaven also believe that you've got to go there by your good works. If you're going to go to heaven, you're going to go by your good works. I want to tell you today, I don't get to heaven by my good works. I don't get to heaven by my good works. I, go to I get to go to heaven by the finished work of Jesus Christ. Now, am I going to live like I'm going to heaven? Yes. I want to live like I'm going to heaven and keeping heaven in my focus. Amen. I believe that salvation is free. It didn't cost us anything, but it cost us total surrender. Total surrender. I'm not going to tonight spend a lot of time on where a person goes who is lost, but if you want to, if you want to, get Bishop's book called Gehenna, and it's a very interesting book that helps talk about this subject of hell. But when a non-believer, a truly lost individual, a disobedient soul dies. That body begins to decay. However, the soul goes to a place called Hades or the grave in, in, in the text, but it's also uh, rendered hell. It is a place of temporary torment. It is a temporary place that is waiting for the resurrection where their body will be reunited with their soul, and then they will stand before the Lord in what is known as the great 
white throne judgment where there will be judgments given and then they are cast into the lake of fire for eternity. Amen. I believe today that that is not what God wants for anybody. Hell was not designed, the lake of fire was not designed for people, but rather for Satan and all of his imps. The question is, is there any hope? The good news is that you don't have to go to hell. Somebody say, that's good news. No one has to spend their eternity lost in a lake of fire forever and ever. No one has to be lost and separated from the presence of the Lord throughout all eternity. Salvation is available now. Obey the gospel now. Acts 4 and 12 says, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. Jesus is the only way to be saved and with the Lord for eternity. By the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, he made a way so that we can be saved. And when we turn to him in repentance, that's death. When we are buried with him in baptism, amen, then we find that that is burial in his name. Then filled with his spirit, we are resurrected to the newness of life. This is the process of the new birth. And those that are born again, are the ones that are promised heaven. Those that are born again are the ones that are promised heaven. Amen. I realize that there are times and issues when we stand before caskets and we say they're in the hands of the Lord. We don't know everything. Amen. We're not their judge. God is. We put them in the hands of the Lord. And some people say, well, they're, they're in heaven now. I don't know that. I, I'm going to put it in the hands of the Lord. Is that all right? But I do know if, as for me, revelation that has come to me, I realize that Acts 2.38 is my pathway, amen, to be born again. And if I'm going to go to heaven I must be born again good works won't get you there going to church won't get you there but we are promised heaven we're promised heaven John 14 and 1 let not your heart be troubled ye believe in God believe also in me Jesus said in my father's house are many mansions many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you and if I go prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also somebody say heaven that's what heaven is defined as where I am that's where you will be that's heaven that is heaven John 5 and 24 verily verily I say unto you he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation but is passed from death unto life. That is passed from death unto life. Now, when you begin to study and, and look at, at the subject of heaven, there's really not a lot in Scripture that tells us a lot of specifics. But when you begin to put this piece with that piece, and you put this verse with that verse, you begin to see the picture of what heaven really looks like to the best of our ability. But I want to tell you, this is not heaven. Somebody say it with me. This is not heaven. Do you know that there are some people that believe that? 
that believe right now we're living in heaven. <laughs> Go figure. There is a doctrine that is known as the dominion doctrine that is taken in all different kinds of directions, different splinters. Uh, a lot of them has to do with uh, a lot of people that believe the dominion doctrine. And uh, is it okay if I just talk to you a little while tonight? Y'all all right? The dominion doctrine believes that they're going to bring heaven to earth through establishing dominion in governments, institutions, entertainment. They've got seven mountains they talk about. They've got seven mountains they talk about in seven different ways, and I didn't go look up all the mountains because uh, I know I don't want to go down that road. How many know if you know that there's poison in the pie, you don't eat any of the pie? Amen. If it's got poison in it, I don't have to read the whole thing to realize that something's not right. But they have the erroneous, erroneous idea that the church will gain control over Earth's government. I will tell you that a lot of people that pushed Donald Trump were dominion doctrine believers. They really thought that they were going to gain control of the government and have set up dominion. A lot of them believe that. A lot of these silly prophecies that you heard that went forth were from dominion-believing people who feel like that they're going to set up. I want to tell you, Donald Trump is not king, and he's not the answer. In my opinion, a better choice than what we got, because Biden sure is not the answer. Hallelujah. All you out there watching, be sure to put a comment in there about that for me, please. But the dominion doctrine says, we're bringing heaven here. Then the preterists, the preterists say that, well, the rapture's already happened. The rapture's already heaven happened, and therefore the resurrection is not literal, but it is metaphorical. This isn't heaven. If this is heaven, I am of all men most miserable. Some maintain the idea that heaven is everywhere. Heaven's everywhere. It's where you are. Now, I do believe that God wants us, and I'm going to get into this. This is what it means to look and have your focus on heaven. I do believe that we live on earth in the way that thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I do believe that as, as kingdom citizens, that's the way we ought to live. But heaven is... If you want to know what heaven is, heaven is God's holy habitation. It is the place where he resides. It is where his throne is. It's just as real as where we are right now. It is a realm that you cannot see with the, the natural eye, but just as real, just as real. Amen. We, 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 we study in, in Scripture and also in science that there are three levels of heaven. There's the sky that we have with the air that we breathe. Amen. Then there is space beyond that atmosphere that is also known as a heaven. Paul said, I went to the third heaven. I went to the third heaven. Where did he go? He went to the place where the Lord dwells. He went to the place where the Lord resides. Jesus said, we are to pray, our Father which art in our Father which art in heaven. The psalmist records in 11 and 4. 
The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold and his eyelids try the children of men. And in Psalms 103 and 19, the Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens. He prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom ruleth over all. Amen. The Bible tells us that the earth, uh, that the heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. The Bible, again, does not give us a lot of specific information with, a, with a reference to heaven. But here's some things you ought to know. Let me just give to you uh, about five different things about heaven you ought to know. We know that we will experience it in uh, transformed bodies, not just in spirits, but in transformed bodies. Amen. We shall be changed we shall be changed, and we know that is part of the process. So <clears throat> we know that in some way we're going to be like Christ, for we're going to see him for who he is and as he is, and we're going to be like him. And in some way, according to Matthew twenty-two thirty, we're going to be like the angels. We will find that in heaven the pains of life will no longer be there. The pains of life will no longer be there. The devil won't be there. The devil's here. In this earth, working even now, this isn't heaven. But I'm looking for. I'm looking for it. Amen. And so we also know another thing to think about heaven is that we will be with the Lord forever. We will be with the Lord forever. We will be with the Lord forever. Let me just stop here. I had a thought while I was studying this today. I had a thought about all the questions about will we know each other? Will we, will, will we be able to do we will, will we know our kids? Will we know our spouses? Will we know? Let me just say this thought came to me, and this is just me, and, and what I felt impressed is that how many of you trust God? How many believe that heaven's going to be the best thing there ever was? Then it, it's going to be taken care of. Whatever issues I have is going to be taken care of. Whether I need to know, if I need to know, if I need to feel, I'll feel it. If I don't, I won't. And I'll still be all right. Woo, praise God. I come across this from D.L. Moody, and uh, he's talking about heaven he said, think of a city without a cemetery. Think of a city without cemetery. There's no dying there. If there were such a city that would be found on the earth today, everybody would want to live there. Think of a city without tears because God's going to wipe away all tears. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now is the time of tears. This is in heaven. Now is the time of sorrow. But up there, there won't be any sorrow. Think about a city without pain, a city without sickness, a city without darkness, for the Lamb is the light thereof, a city that needs no sun, a city that needs no moon, a paradise of Eden that has nothing to be compared to it. Amen. Think of a place where temptation cannot come. Think of a place where we will be free from sin, pollution, where the righteous shall ever reign forever. Think of a city that wasn't made by man's hands, where the buildings do not grow old with time. A city whose inhabitants are numbered by no senses except the book of life, which is the heavenly directory. I want to be in that book. How about you? 
Amen. He goes on to talk about how that we believe that this city is just as real as New York, London, or Paris. We believe it is even more real. How about it, church? Hallelujah. We're looking for a place. Our focus ought to be on heaven. Jesus said, lay not up your, uh, for yourself treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures where? In heaven. Treasures in heaven. My question for us tonight, what are we living for? What are we really living for? What are we living for? Okay, the lifespan 70, 80 years, and then you think about eternity? This is but a vapor. This is just a, even the whole history of man is but a vapor from Adam until the end. Amen. It's but just a short time when you consider eternity. Eternity, what are we living for? What are we looking for? What preoccupies our mind, our time, our thoughts, our hearts? Amen. Things, is it things? Uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Thing are very pleasant and successful couple. At least there, that's the verdict of most people who tend to measure success with a thingometer. When the thingometer is put to work in the life of Mr. and Mrs. Thing, the results are startling. There he is, sitting down on a luxurious, very expensive thing, almost hidden by a large number of other things. Things to sit on, things to sit at, things to cook on things to eat from, all shiny and new things, 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 things to clean with, things to wash with, things to clean and things to wash, things to amuse, things to give pleasure, things to watch, things to play, things to, to go for a, a, a long a hot summer, things for a long hot summer, things for a short cold winter, things for big, things that are big and things that are little, little things for garden, things for a lounge, things for kitchen, things for the bedroom, things for the four wheelers, things to pull behind the four wheelers, things to add to the interior, things on the four wheelers, things. Mr. and Mrs. Things. I want to say this, what we focus on will affect where we go. I'm a firm believer that if I, if I don't focus on heaven, if I'm not planning to go to heaven, I won't make it. If I don't plan to go to heaven, I won't make it. Hallelujah. Look at Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20. Look at this. Philippians 3 and 20. For our conversation, everybody say our conversation. Our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. When you look at the word conversation, the word really is rendered citizenship. Our citizenship is in heaven, and we wait for the Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, to transform our bodies. Our citizenship is in heaven. We are citizens of heaven. Let's live like it. 
We are citizens in heaven. Let's look for our national uh, uh, pride. Let's look for our national understanding. Amen. He says in Colossians 3 and 1, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things that are above, where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above. On things above, not on things of the earth. Yeah, we have to have these things to live, but that should not be our focus. That should not be our affection. Our house should not be our primary focus. Amen. Take care of your house. Pay your bills. Do those kinds of things because that's what kingdom citizens do. But our focus ought to be I'm investing beyond. I'm investing beyond my 401k. I'm investing beyond just simply having a good house or a good family or a good car. All these things are good, but they're things. If we don't focus our attention on heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. And our conduct is in another land. Look at somebody and say, you look like an alien to me. You look like an alien to me. Spurgeon said it like this. There should be no more difficulty in detecting the Christian from the whirling than in discovering a sheep from a goat, a lamb from a wolf. There should be as much difference between the whirling and the Christian as between heaven and hell, between destruction and eternity. We are aliens here. We carry the flag of glory. We have been born again, and now we live here. Wouldn't it be something if the Lord just said to every born-again person, you're born again, poof, come to heaven, poof, come to heaven. As some folks I wish he had done that with, just go ahead and kill them, God, because they're not going to stay. Wouldn't it be something that that's what he did? But that's not what he did. He put us on this earth for a purpose. We are here for a reason. And you find out that we're to be ambassadors of the kingdom. We're to be kingdom culture spreaders. We're to spread the culture and the concept of the kingdom. We're to go and evangelize the world. We're to reach out to the lost and save as many as we can and get as many born again into the kingdom and go into heaven with us. I don't want to go to heaven by myself. I want to be pulling as many people as I can with me. I want to just make sure that the we understand the heaven is our focus, but it's just not about so I can go stick my toes in the river of life and drop a hook and fish for our eternity. I'm going to be busy then, and so I'm living busy now so that I can be ready for heaven then. Yeah. Let's for a moment not view heaven under the heavy lens of legalistic living. It's that I get to go to heaven. Don't go to hell. That's true. We ought to preach hell, fire, and brimstone. And when we get done with heaven, the Lord willing, as soon as we can, I'm going to be talking about the Antichrist. I'm going to be talking about those kinds of things. And we need to understand that. But for right now, I'm talking about heaven. Heaven doesn't come through the lens of heavy legalism. We're strangers and foreigners in Babylon right now. 
I said, we're strangers and foreigners in Babylon right now. This world is not my home. I'm here for a reason, but I'm only passing through. My future is not in this, but it's rather in heaven. Like the saints of old, I look for a continuing city. Hebrews 11 and 16, but now they desire a better country. That is in a heavenly, whereof God is not ashamed to be called their God for he had prepared for them a city. He had prepared for Abraham went about, lived his life, got wealthy, had uh, 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 children, had Isaac, began to prosper, was blessed. But he said, I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. I'm not just here to make wealth. I'm not just here about making a life. I'm living looking at heaven. Every situation ought to go through the lens of heaven. How does this impact my my, my, my future in heaven. I want to live in such a way that I want to give glory to my king and be an ambassador for him here. Somebody say a better country. I love America. I'm saddened by what I see happening to our world today and where we're headed. But I still love America. I don't like people talking about America. I don't want to hear these foreign press folks talk about how bad America is. Go home. And I don't want to hear American press talk about how bad America is. Go live somewhere else. Is that okay? I love America. But America is not my, my focus. My focus is heaven. I want to go to heaven. I'm going to make heaven my home. For eternity, I want to live in the presence of the Lord forever and ever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. But I've got to understand that while I live here, I am living in such a way with heaven in my view. I represent heaven, so heaven is in my view. Being born again changes my citizenship. All kingdom citizens have part in this world. We carry a dual citizenship. I've told you this before. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We are here to make an impact. Heaven citizens have a purpose on earth. We have a purpose. We are here for a reason. But look at this, Matthew 13 and 33. Jesus gave another parable, spake he unto them. The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measure of meal till the whole was leavened. We are mistaken sometime by, by preaching isolation rather than separation. I am convinced that separation from the world and mission to the world are, are mutual tracks that we need to be rolling on. We are separate, yes. We're separate in system of thought. We're se separate in belief and understanding. We are separate in conduct. But we go back into the world to pour out a little bit of leaven, as it were, that the kingdom of leaven is here to make a difference. We're to make a difference with heaven in our view, make a difference on the job. If we act just like the world, then we're living our, out our natural citizenship, and we need to change our focus. What? Look at heaven. So we act here now like we're... Of heaven citizens needs us to shine. The more heaven needs to shine through us. Our first and primary citizenship is heaven. 
We fall under the authority of heaven. We live by its laws, its principles, and its precepts. The government of heaven exercises authority over us. Exercises authority over us. How many have gone to a foreign country? Can I see your hand? We got, I know we've got a lot of that have gone to a foreign country. When, when our family went to Russia, it was an interesting experience. Anybody, all you Russian traveling folk that got to go? Um, when we flew into Russia, I felt an oppressive spirit. It, it just, you just feel that old communism, anti-God, oppressive spirit. One thing that when we went, you could carry a lot of baggage and a lot of luggage. And so uh, we found out that, you know, Brother Mark liked peanut butter. So the church, when we was in, in North Carolina, the church there bought him bottles of peanut butter that were like this. Huge. I don't know where they got them, but they were huge. And so we had totes with peanut butter and other stuff. My remember serves right. We had eight different totes that we brought, full of stuff, and I think two of them had peanut butter in it. Catch this: we're in line for uh, customs, and they're going to look at this, and they pull open that that tote, and they see these round cylinder-looking things, and he looks at me and says, "What's that?" And all I knew to do was do this. I, like I was dipping you know, my finger, and I dipped it down and stuck it and did like that. He said, okay. And they let us through with all these strange different things. in our, our. But I knew immediately I wasn't in America. I knew immediately I was in a whole different world. Couldn't speak the language. One of the scariest things, I'll tell you this and I'll get back to my message. One of the scariest things that happened to us over there is that, um, you know, you're in Russia, you got to go see a, a Russian opera. Got to go see a Russian opera. The, the, you know, they're known for their, their operas. So we went. I was super excited. I didn't say ever. <laughs> but we went and David was just a little boy. He was just about two, three years old. And so <laughs> he got fussy, and I saw my, ex my excuse and <laughs> grabbed him and got out. I'm sitting there in the place, and, and, and this person comes up to me and starts trying to talk to me. They can't speak English, and I can't speak Russian. And long story short, they thought that he was sick, and they grabbed me by the arm and took me to the infirmary. And the doctor came and started looking, and I was trying to explain. Nobody could speak English, and I was trying, trying to explain it's okay that he was just cranky and tired, and I didn't want to be in there. But I didn't know how to get that across. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. My point is this. That's the way I feel sometime in this world. I don't talk the same language. I don't communicate the same way. I don't see things like they see it. 
It's because heaven's got to be in my view. It's got to be my focus. I'm not from this world. Amen. I plan to go home. 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 To be absent from the body is the Bible says to be present with the Lord in the King James. That word present means home. Amen. To be absent from the body is to be at home with the Lord. Somebody say home. That's why we call them home goings. But as a citizen of heaven, I've got to keep my focus. I've got privileges here because the king lavishes upon me his blessings. In the kingdom, amen, I can be blessed right here on this earth. I have both the privileges and the duties. I have to have the right kind of conduct because my, my eye is on heaven. I want to act like a kingdom citizen here, like a heaven citizen here. As a heaven citizen, I've got to obey the laws of my land, right? One of the things is that he says in Malachi chapter 3, Malachi chapter 3 and verse number 10, we're talking about citizens of heaven. This is the way we act on earth, looking to heaven. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour, out, uh, pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Where is that promise given? That promise is given to those that are heaven's citizens on earth. So you can, you can get into a debate, should I tithe or not tithe? But all I know is that if I read that, God said, I'll be blessed as a kingdom citizen, as a citizen of heaven, I'm going to be blessed. The, America doesn't make me do that. The America doesn't make me, the United States doesn't make me do that. But I do it because I have a view of heaven. With heaven in view, I want to live here blessed right now. So why tithe? Because I'm from that country. Were those folks in that country? They get blessed for tithing. I've got to be a responsible citizen now with heaven in my view. The laws of God must be followed. Obedience must be enacted. Amen. I want to protect the kingdom of God. I don't want to be ashamed to the gospel. I don't want to be ashamed to the gospel. Somebody say amen. I want you to look with me at Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. We know this very familiar passage of Scripture. But seek ye first. Somebody say first. first. The priority is the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Jesus said the first priority in life is to seek him and his righteousness. As a citizen of heaven, that must be my passion and my priority. How will this look in heaven? Are they doing this in heaven? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Is, is this the way it's acting in heaven? I'm not talking about being to the place where you have good works that get you to heaven. You know what happens with good works in this scenario? Everybody say the judgment seat of Christ. Judgment seat of Christ has to do about works. Has to do about works. 
getting to heaven doesn't, your works don't get you to heaven. His grace, his mercy, his blood, his redemption gets us to heaven. But there will come a time where he's going to judge the works. Either there will be rewards given or it will be burned up wood, hay, and stubble. I don't know about you. I don't want to invest this, invest this time right now in this present world and watch it be poofed in front of my face when I get to heaven. Yeah, I made it, but I want some crowns. I want a crown. I want to have some gold. I want to have some precious whatever it is hanging around my neck. Put it, put it, make me a coat. Whatever it is, however it looks, I don't want to waste my time now when I get to heaven. Praise God. Maybe sometime we'll get into the judgment seat of Christ in, in, in depth. Again, let not your heart be troubled. John 14 and 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, many rooms. Whoever wrote and sung, build me a cabin in the corner of glory land, didn't have a very big view of heaven. I don't want a cabin. I want to step out and watch that street of gold. Whatever that room looks like, whatever that, that city looks like, I want to walk through the gate of pearl, not, not some old Cracker Jack box. I want to walk through the gate of pearl. I want to see our, 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 the, the, the gates of pearl. I want to see walls of jasper. Doesn't sound like the Lord's going to build a, a shanty shack out there. Heaven in my view. <clears throat> in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you myself. That where I am, there you may be also. All right, one more scripture. The landing gear is down. I'm coming to a landing, but it's not over until I'm taxied to the gate, right? First Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He did it so we can do it. He went through it so we can go through it. And here's what we've been, been gotten to. Verse 4. To an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away. And this line just blesses me. Reserved in heaven for you. You got a reservation. <laughs> it's going to be some kind of place. I want to go. Verse 5, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed at the last time, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness with manifold temptations. Keep heaven. Look at your reservation. 7, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perished it, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen ye love, and whom though now ye see him not yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Why? Heaven's in my view. Heaven is in my view. If you're in a trial, if you're in a situation that temptation is coming against you, why don't you get your focus off of that and get your focus on heaven? 
If you're in a problem and a dilemma and all this mess, sometimes we need to take literally, if not just figuratively, what Jesus said when he says, when you begin to see these things come to pass, what do we do? What are we looking at? Heaven. What are we looking at? The promise of glory. The promise of glory. Hallelujah. Here's what you need to know. Daniel lived for God without the Holy Ghost in a place that was nothing but vile and awful. Joseph lived for God without the Holy Ghost and was put through such horrible things. If they did it by faith without the Spirit, how much more should we who have the Spirit of God be able to say, I'll make it by faith? Stand with me, please. I want to tell you, Keep your focus on the hope that is set before you. Keep your focus not on this world and this government and these issues. Amen. Our, I don't know what the future holds, but heaven's still going to be there. I don't know what's going to happen, but heaven is still going to be there. Keep your focus on the hope that is set before us. Keep looking forward. Keep looking forward. Keep your focus on that. Look up. Lift up your head. Amen. It's not that we ignore the issues of our world and of our day, but they're not our main attraction the main attraction is heaven thank you for listening to the MPC podcast we trust that today's message has inspired you encouraged you and strengthened you in the Lord we would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.